Meeting Tom Cruise is a production of the Dan Patrick Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. I get settled. I think, oh, I'm good. And I, f- I swivel my chair around to face the camera and Tom Cruise is sitting on the other side of the desk. And I turn around, see him freeze. And he goes, hey, Christy, what's up? I have no idea what to say. I, <laughs> I just sit there. Like, I, like I can't talk. He knows my name. Tom Cruise knows my name. Jeff, Jeff, you okay? This is why I married her. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise is the greatest movie star of all time. He's the first actor to have six consecutive $100 million grossing films. He's shrouded in mystery and yet to many is one of the nicest and hardest working people. We love Tom Cruise. We are inspired by Tom Cruise. And while we work in Hollywood, we've never actually met Tom Cruise. So we're going to talk to some people who have. We'll hear some great stories and maybe, just maybe, one of them one day will lead us to the man himself so that we can have stories of our own. Our own stories of meeting Tom Cruise. Au revoir, Chris Hemsworth, and welcome back, Tom Cruisers, to the podcast that would win an Oscar for Best Podcast. It's meeting Tom Cruise. <laughs> I'm your host, Jeff Meacham, and with me, as always, is the Benji to my Ethan, the Goose to my Mav. He's the amazing Joel Johnstone. Joel, level this podcast up right now. We are back. Yes, sir. And also here with us is Alec. <laughs> <laughs> it's my birthday. Give me more than that. Nope. Gents, um, listen, I was thinking about Tom Cruise this week, and Alec, I want you to experience what it's like to see Joel Johnstone really lose his mind. Like, you, I don't think you've quite seen it yet. So I was thinking about Tom Cruise this week because Tom Cruise is age-defying. You know, sure. he's almost 60 years old, and he's still doing all these amazing things. He's at the top of his game. And there's another guy out there whose name starts with Tom, who's also age-defying and is also at the top of his game. Oh, and his name is Tom oh, Brady. Oh, he just God. won his seventh Super Bowl, oh, and God. he's the greatest quarterback of all time. No I'm questions I'm asked. I'm sorry. I think the oh. Tampa Bay defense won the Super Bowl. Tom was there and was a functional quarterback. Tom's three touchdowns didn't matter. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So uh, those, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. No, they didn't matter because you didn't need three touchdowns. They gave up nine points to the greatest offense in football. All I'm simply saying is that Tom Brady is the greatest football player of all time, and that is undisputable. And Alec, all I'm saying is oh, okay. Andy yep. Dalton could have won that game and been the hero for a day. Tom Brady, more often than not, not that he's not one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He is. But a lot of times, the, he is lucky to be there. Exhibit A, Malcolm Butler. Uh-huh. The greatest defensive play in Super Bowl history. The greatest defensive play. Sure. It was unbelievable. Who won the MVP that game? Tom Brady. Exactly. That's my point. <laughs> who won that game? Malcolm Butler. But somebody else who threw two interceptions that game won the MVP. Tom Brady is the luckiest quarterback of all time. I'll he tell is you not that. the greatest quarterback he of all time. He has survived on luck. Shall I give you an exhibit A? The tuck rule, motherfucker. He started his Super Bowl run on the refs inventing a new rule because he fumbled the ball. <laughs> okay, you're right, Jeff. That was fun watching Joel do that. I told you. Here's what's incredible. Here's what's incredible. You have found something I care even less about. Can we get back? I can't believe I'm saying this. Can we get back to Tom Cruise? <laughs> 
All right. Later in this episode, we'll be joined by the greatest person in the world. But first, <laughs> question of the week. Alec, go. All right. I'm going to bring back last week's question, which we did not get to, which no, is... No, we did not. Who is your favorite of Tom Cruise's muses? Jeff. All right. Cruise's muses. So here's my... Here we go. Uh, my, my fifth place. Fifth place. Jeez. <laughs> I'm going to start folding my laundry, if that's okay with everyone. I cannot pronounce either one of their names. And you and I have talked about this. This is the two women from Oblivion, Andrea Riseborough and Olga Kurilenko. And this is the same director. This is one of my favorite directors out there. I can't remember his name. He's the guy, Joseph Kalins, Joseph Kaczynski, Joseph Kaczynski. He is, he, uh, all I do is I think about him and his I just genius, and I can't remember his name. Can't remember I his can't name. can't remember his name. He directed Tron Legacy, which I loved. He directed yep, yep. Oblivion, and then he's directing a little small film called Top Gun Maverick. What do you think? Do you like those two? Are you, are you good on that? I mean, they're not mine, but sure. <laughs> okay. All right. Four, Michelle Monaghan and MI3. Uh, I, I, that's the best. That's to me, that's the woman who he's had the best marriage relationship with. Okay. And for the next one, I'm going to put this with four because again, I love no, no, his no, relationship. You can't have two yes. slots, five and four, Jeff. <laughs> this podcast has to end this week. All right. I loved his relationship with Carrie Russell in that movie. I love the mentor. Fine. Move on. Shh. Okay, number three, Penelope Cruz in Vanilla Sky. Is she not the most likable human being in the planet in that movie? And she has maybe the greatest line that could you just wrap your mind around the idea of having seeing this line on a script and having to get this line right. When she puts her hands up and she says, I'll tell you in another life when we are both cats. Say everything. Say everything now. 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 I'll tell you in another life when we are both cats. Who says that? And yet it's the best line in the whole movie. And his character does brilliantly react to it. He's like, I can't believe you just said that. I can't believe you just said that. Number two, Nicole Kidman in Far and Away. Not Nicole Kidman in Days of Thunder. In Days of Thunder, she is an abusive woman. (laughs) She pushes him around. But uh, Nicole Kidman in Far and Away, I mean, they they stayed together, right? Because that's the idea. Which ones did he definitely divorce? Like, he definitely didn't stay with What's-Her-Face in Color of Money. I don't think he stays with Renee Zellweger in, uh, in, no. in Jerry Maguire. No, no. Jerry Maguire, no. no. They're I, divorced in seven years when the, yeah. kid, when the kid grows up to become a teenager. Yeah, I think he gets another client who becomes a big NFL star. In- and then he marries that client's ex-wife, like something like that. Like, Jerry, <laughs> that's, the kind of, that's the kind of move Jerry would do. Um, that's exactly what a sports agent would do. They that would. exactly what a sports agent would do. Okay, wait, jo- Joel, do you have... Another endless list, or do you just have one person? Wait, hold on. I got one more. I know. But Joel, do you have an endless list? Or I have, just have one, one person and a bonus. Okay. I just want, Jeff, I want to hold off on number ones. We'd all say our number ones. Oh, that's fun. But we only have number ones because Joel and I followed the rules. We're just going to give one. Oh, uh, okay. 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 So and for the three people left listening, I will give you <laughs> mine, and then Alec will give you this, and then Jeff will give you theirs, and then and then we'll have one more listener listening. These guys. Let me tell you who didn't make my list, though. Kelly McGillis. No, and we're going to talk no, about it. We're not doing no. We don't have time. Oh, my God. We're going to cancel our guest because because of Jeff's... Joe, re- go. Joe, go. Go, go, go. I know she's not terribly popular in the in the Tom Cruise fandom world right now, and she just oh, she just gave an interview with, yep. where she, she wasn't, you know, the most complimentary. All right, so everybody, just so you know, Joel is talking about... Tandy Newton, who was his, who played his muse in MI2, which is arguably Not just Tom MI2. Cruise's. She's been in two Tom Cruise movies, Jeff. Oh, even can I you name can it? name it. Even I, I can, can too. I can name it too. Jeff, but she okay. didn't have any scenes with her interview with a vampire. She was in two. Um, she was in two Tom Cruise movies. You're right. Movies. You're matter. right. Doesn't that matter. movie is the worst, and their relationship in that movie is the dumbest relationship. So I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I don't about, care. Joel. She's still Tandy Newton. 
Remember the part? Tan- Tandy, if you're listening, hi. <laughs> you are? All right. So Tandy Newton and then, is your and number then, one. And then my honorable mention, um, Emmanuel Bert from Mission Impossible 1. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. So you've got uh, Tandy Newton and Emmanuel Birdie. It's nice. Uh, Alec, Alec, Alec Lev, who uh, is your uh, number one? I will do two now that you've opened this up for me. I would say number two would be Nicole Kidman in Eyes Wide Shut. I Ooh. think she's extraordinary oh, in that. Yes, yes. Complicated. The fact that she didn't get nominated for that movie is ridiculous. It is. Um, and I think for number one, I'm going to go with Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio in Color of Money. Really? I think she, what I love about Color of Money. For, she is so for, good in that movie. In, in in the movie that. She got nominated. In that movie, that Paul Newman movie that Tom Cruise is in. Tom Cruise, <laughs> I think it's great that his arc at the end, he's not. He he's not fully formed yet. He's still kind of who he is, but he kind of learns the the ways of the road a little bit. Learns the ways of the street. She learns like a little faster than him. Yeah, the whole way through, she's a few steps ahead. She learns light years ahead of time. I mean, she's a brain surgeon compared. Yeah, you to him. you don't know where he's gonna go. But she, at the end, when he sees when when Paul Newman sees them again at the casino, remember it's Cruz who's totally grown up, and he's the one that gets upset with her because they didn't get the full amount of money. Remember, so he's fully learned too. His trajectory in that movie is unbelievable as well. I'm not talking about him. Yeah, I know. You're right. <laughs> All right, so my number one is different than yours, so this is really exciting. My number one, Cruz Muse, who I think he has the best chemistry with, is Rebecca DeMornay. I think his relationship with DeMornay in Risky Business mm-hmm. is so mm-hmm. fantastic how she does the, what are we going to do about this, Joel? And then at the end, when he says it back to her, when he's like, what are we going to do about this? And they're walking away together. I love their relationship together yeah. in that yeah. movie. And uh, that's my yeah. favorite. Yeah. And their screen test, their screen test was oh, was electric. It's legendary. It's legendary. I mean, this is kind of crazy. We did not. So none of us brought up Kelly McGillis. So do we just not, Do we do we not think that they're... Good together in that film, or or what? There's no way they stay together. No way they stay together, and it's proven now that we're Top Gun Mavericks coming out. So that's true. Can I can I just pre choose Jennifer Connelly? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I think I also think uh, uh, we talk about this movie being under the radar, but um, uh, American Made and Sarah Wright's performance is is fantastic in that movie. Oh, she's great. She is great. All right, quickly, quickly, quickly. Uh, are they are they still married or divorced? Ready, Vincent and Carmen. Are they still together? Hell no. Oh no, no. She, he's dead. No, he's dead. Oh, you think Vincent died? <laughs> she definitely got back together with that first boyfriend who was doing time, and they oh. they put a hit out on Vince. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good one. Uh, Charlie Babbitt and Susanna. There's no way they're still together, right? No, no, no. no. Susanna's now with the, with uh, Raymond. Oh, do you think he went? <laughs> <laughs> they hooked up for the elevator. <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, Brian Flanagan and Jordan Mooney from Cocktail. They had a baby together. They Did they stay together? It. They might have made it and open. They 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 opened cocktails and dreams together. No, he just they kept did. on sleeping with other women and he apologizing. Did. Yes. He gained 80 pounds. They moved out to Long Island and he's running a pizza shop. Yeah, Guys, yeah, yeah, are you yeah, impressed yeah. that I know what movies you're talking about with just naming the characters? You're Listen, I, I the research level that you did before we did this podcast is something to be... I, I hope the audience knows that you really did your research. Uh, Cold yeah. Trickle and Dr. Claire Lewicki. So they got they 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 must have married each other. Wait, you 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 st- you stopped me on that one. Days of Thunder. His character. His he's Days of Thunder. 
Uh, All respect to the NASCAR drivers of the world out there, but I don't see a 25-year-old race car driver staying together with one woman till he's dead in the grave. I don't see that. Yeah, with a very intelligent doctor who exceeds him in intellect like nobody's business. Done that up. Done that up. Uh, Joseph and Shannon, they stay together. They stay together. They lived out in the Wild West. She brought him back to life. Here's a real fun one. Wait, sorry. Joseph and Shannon? Oh, my God. Far and away. Oh, God. Okay. Joe, they hold the flag up together. He died, and then he comes back to life. Shannon, why can't you say like my hat, Shannon? Last one. <laughs> Chief Anderton and Laura. Chief Anderton and Laura. Do you remember who they are, Alec? Uh, 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 this is fun to even play this game to know Oblivion? what we're going to talk No, this is I don't know what you're Minority talking. Report. Oh. Remember, they lose their son. Oh, yeah. She, yeah. He becomes a drug addict, and then at the end, he finds her again. So did Chief Anderton and Laura stay together? No, no, he kills her. Whoa, whoa, is that how we're ending this? I don't care how we end it, as long as it's over. (laughs) And now, commercials. All right, so our guest today is easily the most important guest we will ever have. More important than Tom Cruise, right, Joel? I mean, I would think so. Best guest. Best guest. Best guest. Hands down. She is a phenomenally talented actress, but also she's an amazing mother. I am so lucky to be her husband, and she is the reason why this whole thing happened in the first place, and we'll get to that story in a little bit, but uh, for now, I give you Christy Myers, who I'm lucky enough to be married to. Hi, honey. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm a longtime listener, big fan of you guys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, babe. Thank you. <laughs> um, so quickly, before we get to your story, honey, I just want everybody yeah. to know that, um, you know, this this idea has been an idea for, as you know, we've been together for a very long time, for well over a decade. And Definitely. when we first came up with this podcast idea, uh, I said, there ha- the, the guest we have to have to start this whole thing off is my wife, uh, who when we first, like, I think on our first date, she told me the story of how she met Tom Cruise. So because of Christy, we shot an incredible pilot that we shopped around. And that's the reason why we have this soon to be massively successful podcast. So I thank you for that. Um, you're welcome. It is all because of me and nothing to do with your hard work and Alex perseverance. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Credit where credit is due. Did you just say that Jeff, right. Jeff put hard work into something? <laughs> Are you sure? Is this the right husband? Do we have wow. the, is this the right Christy? Wow. You guys, seriously, me. he me. thinks about this constantly. You guys should just see, I mean, we talk Tom Cruise all the time at the house. I am sorry. I am so Jeff, sorry. Where are the boys? I don't know. I left them at the park. I was thinking about Tom Cruise. <laughs> Our kids get it though. You know, they're like, well, daddy's doing a podcast on Tom Cruise. He's, he's bound to be forgetful. He's doing important work. So there you go. There you go. Okay. So we're going to do this. Christy, give us a 30 second synopsis of your life right up to the moment that you first met Tom Cruise. Go. Okay. I was born and raised in Indianapolis. um, Well, in Indiana. um, And I, you know, started performing when I was young, singing, dancing, eventually acting. And then I moved to New York and went to college at NYU. And while I was there, I uh, started working with an agent and working professionally. And um, then I met Tom Cruise. God, you're so lucky, too. I'm jealous. I've always been jealous, but that's okay. That's why I married you. I love you. Okay, go. Tell us more. How'd it happen? So I had just started working professionally. I was doing, you know, commercials and uh, off-Broadway off shows and little parts <laughs> on soap operas. And I was like, this is the big time. And um, 
Yeah, and then uh, very shortly thereafter, you went from like playing waitress and a soap opera to hey Tom Cruise, <laughs> hey Tommy, yeah, hey Tommy. Exactly. Let it be let it be known that Christine and I actually met on the set of a, one of those soap operas. We met on Guiding yes. Light for for all of you. Uh, you hardcore listeners to know. That's right. Yeah. So I had just graduated college and I had been working, you know, and com- like I said, commercials and um, soap opera stuff, but never I, you know, I was really very green. I had never really been on a big set. Um, I didn't know what those looked like. And my agent suggested that I try to get on a big set, maybe do some extra work, see what it's like, see what, you know, what that whole atmosphere was. And so I got out my backstage and, um, you know, backstage, backstage. That was a a newspaper. Remember that, Joel? Auditions, auditions. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. For all you young actors, that (laughs) is where we went to find our auditions (laughs) that our agents didn't send us out on. We went to backstage and we looked up in the newspaper and I circled the things that were right for me. And then we used a pen or a highlighter, sometimes a highlighter. Fancy. (laughs) Yeah. And then I mailed in my headshot and resume with a cover letter. Right. Mailed it in in a manila envelope. Um, So that's what happened. I found this call for extra work. It didn't say what it was for or anything, just that they wanted extras for an office scene um, for a movie shooting in New York. And um, so I mailed in my headshot and resume and I got a call to come in and it was downtown. I remember I was in the financial district, which I never went to and always got lost in. So I took the subway down and I got out by this old church, this really beautiful old church. And it was just this long line of people because before I thought I was really special. You know, I was being called in from my headshot. Oh, I'm going to do this extra work. And but it was a long just a sea of people. So I stood in line forever. And then you come in and they just took a picture of you and then you left. And um, even though they had a picture of you. Even though they had a picture of you. They got you because they had a picture of you. Right. And they made you stand online to take a picture of you. And it's not <laughs> even like, it's like you have a good picture of me, and then you're going to stand in line and take a bad picture of me. Right. right? That's a great that's point. A, that's that's a great some point. pre-COVID yeah. shit right there. So, um, so, yeah. So, they got a bad picture of me, and I was like, well, there's that, right? But I got a call a couple weeks later to come in and uh, and do this extra work. And I was very excited and they still didn't give me any information. Yeah. You knew nothing at this point. No cruising, no nothing. No, wow. no, 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 no. All I knew was that Wait, they it didn't was tell you, scene. Did they tell you it was a Cameron Crowe movie? No. What? No, it's just a big budget movie. They're shooting it um, because at this point we had like we hadn't signed anything. Like we didn't do any non-disclosure or anything. So this we're is just a extras. thing that you would do in New York in the nineties. People would right. just say, "Hey, just come, come here. We've got some cameras. We'd like to film you." <laughs> That's right, and it's legit. Don't worry, it's yeah. legit. Like someone's going to shoot. Where this. do I sign? <laughs> So being 22, I was like, yeah, let's do this. I'm there. Right. (laughs) So I got to this building really early in the morning. I think it was in Midtown, New York, and um, took the elevator all the way up to one of the top floors. And I got out and there was, uh, you know, just an office that was not being used. So just like fully uh, empty office that they were like, all the extras just go sit somewhere over there and we'll call you if we ever need you. And So I was in this office and I heard from the other extras talking that it was a Cameron Crowe movie. And I was like, oh, that's exciting. I love Cameron Crowe. And the PA came around and had us all sign our non-disclosures and we're all getting excited and in our wardrobe. And they take us into the office scene 
And that's when the AD or second AD or whoever it was came, uh, you know, explained what we we're doing. We we're all going to be in this long line of cubicles, right? And the camera was on the end of it. So if we're here, it's like this line behind you. And there are all these little cubicles and they place us all in them. And the AD says, okay, you guys. So in this scene, Tom Cruise is going to walk through the office and my heart stopped beating because I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I like, I can almost cry right now thinking about it. Like I was like, this is, I mean, it's, it's seven o'clock in the morning. I was like, (laughs) oh my God. Okay. So Tom Cruise is going to walk through this line, right, of cute past this line of cubicles of all girls. We're all girls. Because, you know, in every Tom Cruise movie, there's like that scene where all the girls fawn over Tom Cruise because he's <laughs> so amazing and good looking. Well, this he, is he rips the scene. Off Ray-Bans. Yes. Shoots a, a gun with the finger. Exactly. Yep. It's like anything. He like walks by and looks at you and you're like, oh. And so this was that scene. I'm in that scene. I am in that scene in the movie. So oh, goody gumdrops. We're in this line. <laughs> they said he's going to walk by and then he's going to go into the other room. That's it. It's just an establishing shot, right? There's no, no big deal here. No one here is going to meet Tom Cruise. He's just no going to walk right He's going to walk right by you. We're not even going to focus on you. Like if, if you're dressed, that's good. But otherwise, like this <laughs> is not about you. That's how this is set up for us, right? Um, I'm pumped though, because when I was young and... Um, and I went to this daycare when I was little. And one of the first movies, this is ridiculous, that we saw was, was Top Gun. And I was obsessed hold with on, it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's not ridiculous at all. That's awesome. How old were you at this daycare? I was trying to think about that this morning. So it came out on VHS when I was eight. So I might have been like somewhere between eight and 10. I do remember that she fast forwarded the woman who owned the daycare, fast forwarded yeah. through the... Take my breath away. Right. (laughs) Um, But we loved this movie. But not the one where the guy gets his head snapped in two and he bleeds out. we don't want kids to see kissing, but we do want them to know (laughs) that people can snap their heads when they're in fighter jets. So I was a big fan of Cruz. So excited that this is about to happen. I'm going to catch a glimpse of him as he saunters by. And I am in the cubicle the furthest away from the camera. Right. Way on the other end. And I start chatting with one of the guys who's there. And I don't know who he is. This is my first time on set. I didn't think to know who he was. And we're just chit chatting a little bit. And then another guy walks up to him. And uh, this guy that I'm talking to makes a comment in his ear and then turns back to me and says, hey, come with me. Well, it turns out that this guy was the first AD. So he's bringing me up to the cubicle in the front by the camera. So when I realized this is happening, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is really exciting. Now I'm right by the camera. Maybe I'll actually make it into the movie as he walks by, possibly. Right. Which is exciting. And they give me a bunch of kind of a U-shaped desk. So I'm faced away from the camera. The camera's behind me um, and I'm working on a computer screen. And uh, they had some little like, you know, photos they wanted me to flick through. And so I'm practicing that move and I'm really focused because I want to get this right because this is my big shot, right? <laughs> and so I'm flicking through the pictures and I I get settled. I think, oh, I'm good. And I, f- I swivel my chair around to face the camera and Tom Cruise is sitting on the other side of the desk. Jeff, Jeff, you okay? This is Jeff? why I married her. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> and I turn around, see him freeze. And he goes, hey, Christy, what's up? 
And I was oh. like, oh, oh my gosh, like inside, I just, I, didn't, I mean, this is the most important moment of my life up to this point. <laughs> I have no idea what to say. I, I just sit there. Like I, like I can't talk. He knows my name. Tom Cruise knows my name. How? I don't know. I didn't tell him I was working on pictures and he's just saying hi as if like he's known me forever. Anyway, I freak out. I'm frozen. I don't know what to do. But before I can say anything smart or not so smart, Cameron Crowe, who's standing behind him by the camera says, hey, Christy, what's going on? So here's what I want you to do. I'm like, oh I'm dead. I'm dead inside, right? Jesus. This is over. I have completely died inside. I mean, you you came to this thinking you were doing porn that morning. You had no I, idea. Yeah, you had no idea. I came to this thinking like extra work. Like everybody talks about how horrible extra work is. Like it's going to be the worst experience. My, my agent apologized to me. I am literally there to see what it is like to be on a big set with other actors. I have... No, I'm not prepared for this. No one told me that this, that these types of people actually exist. And um, so, yeah. I and I love, I love that you, you, you did it just for the experience. Like, oh, what is it going to be like? And you ended up on like one of the, one of the biggest budget films you could have found in New York at the time right. with the biggest star on the planet right. at the, like still, but you know, like the, I just want to get the experience and you got right. the New York Yankees in the world series right. and easy Boston Red Sox. That's what he meant, honey. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, I don't even, I mean, here's the thing. If you had told me that before I signed up, there's, I would have been freaking out forever. So it's a good thing that it happened this way, but, um, but you can't replicate that. I never did extra work after this ever because you can't top it. There's no, no way. No, no, it's all, no way. Yeah. So Cameron Crowe's giving me direction. Tom Cruise is sitting next to me, making my heart go pitter patter. And um, then it's time to go. Right. So Tom Cruise gets to his mark. I'm sitting I'm shaking as I'm, you know, trying to click the pictures on the computer. And he comes down down the hall. And my direction is that I'm supposed to do my work on the computer, then spin around and watch him walk by. So basically they're using my eyes as the establishing that he's gone around the corner, right? Lots of pressure, the most pressure I've ever been under as an actress. (laughs) So I do my job. He walks by, I spin around, I watch him go. He turns around and comes back to the cubicle and he goes hey are you new here oh i was like uh, i turned beet red (laughs) i didn't know what to do because you know extras aren't supposed to talk if you talk they have to pay you more money so i was like can can i can i talk can i not talk and so I just, I think, stuttered something and turned bright red. And Cameron Crowe goes, cut. I love it. Let's try that again. I was like, ah, ah, hyperventilating. <laughs> yeah. So we improv I improv with Tom Cruise. I mean, no big deal, right? It's sure. just improving with Tom Cruise. <laughs> like 10 more times. You improv at two minutes. I'm like, my name is Sally and I'm from Harvard, Connecticut. And I have dreams one day of establishing an interior design firm. And that's why I'm new here. I'm just working my way up through the corporate ladder. Thanks for asking. Thanks for noticing. It didn't make the cut. It didn't. It did not. So yeah, it did not make the cut. Um, but we improv 10 times. It was amazing. It was very fun. 
Um, I did manage to get a couple words out, but since it's not in the movie, I did not get paid for that. That's okay. And do you know which take they used? Did they was the first take so authentically thrown off your ass by Tom Cruise talking to you that they used that? Do you know which one? I think they just they just used the only thing they used in the movie is me turning around and watching him go. They didn't use any of the improv stuff afterwards. So I don't even know uh-huh. what take that was, but um but it was awesome. And then afterwards But she is the in the in the movie it is that shot though. It's her camera's right there. He passes by, he looks at her, she looks at him, and the camera I believe holds on Christy as she turns and looks like she's gushing over uh Cruise. Yeah. Are we allowed to share a screenshot from? Do we have rights to share a screenshot f- of what we're talking about? We on can a play an audio version of the screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> what? We could hire a narrator to describe <laughs> what the screenshot looks like. <laughs> so yeah, and then after we were done, Tom Cruise came up and shook my hand and was like, "Great working with you, Christy. Thanks a lot." <laughs> and Cameron Crowe was like, "Thanks a lot, Christy." And I was like, "Great. I'll just." You know, I'll be with the other extras in case you have something else you need from me today. That's where I'll be. Okay, and we'll be back with more Christy Myers. Honey, who's watching the kids? And we are back with the love of my life, Christy Myers. And then I proceeded to call everyone I knew, absolutely everyone, uh, including my agent. From a payphone, I assume. This was a little (laughs) while ago now. (laughs) With my quarters. Didn't bring enough. It was incredible. I mean, this this must be what it's like for, you know, when you hear about veterans of war coming home. And <laughs> exactly the same thing. It's got to be the same thing. Like you, you get you, when you yeah, leave. Yeah, when you, I see where you're going with similar, this. right, guys? I mean, it makes uh, sense. We were doing so you, well until. <laughs> but when you come off set from a moment like that, I remember. I remember once when I when I was so lucky to do this movie called. Uh, uh, <laughs> Honey, what was that movie I did? It was your favorite movie, what right? Was be- it was your favorite experience. What was the Beach Boy movies I did? What was that called again? Do you remember that you movie? You can't ask me things like that when you've forgotten because it's like your brain cancels oh, out God, my it brain. My favorite. It was my seminal experience as an actor. It was Wait, uh, the show you were in? Yeah. You, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I forgot. I did this Beach Boys movie with Paul Dano, and it was just this amazing two-week experience. And the guy hey, that if, was playing if the- you're, I'm sorry if you're listening to the podcast. If you have the internet... Can you look up the name of uh, Jeff's movie about the Beach Boys? Thanks. Love and Mercy. Love and Mercy. I got it. I got it. Anyway, I just remember it was like two weeks. This is an extraordinary experience. I ended up not being like, I think they cut everything out of the movie. That's of me in it, like, except for like one line. Anyway, I remember I bumped into the guy that played the drummer in the movie at a Burger King audition. And we just looked at each other and we were just like, cool, cool. This, this. That worked out. <laughs> you know, it's like that feeling like, Christy, you, you're you on set with the biggest actor, uh, mm-hmm. you know, top five actors of the time, a, a director that had just come off of maybe one of the most important movies of oh, the last. And Kurt Russell walked in while <gasps> we're while I'm getting oh, notes, by the way, while I'm getting notes, <laughs> he's Kurt Russell is standing oh, like, right. like it's so it's a cubicle. So now I'm in the cubicle right next to the camera. So the camera's right there. He's right on the other side of the cubicle discussing with Cameron Crowe how short they should cut his hair because his hair's longer. And I'm, I, I, it's like being, you know what it's like? It's like being in an alternate universe. It's like, yeah. you've been yeah. living, you've been living one place 
for your whole <laughs> life and like watching movies of this other place. Right. Mm. But then suddenly you're in that place and mm. you're like, I, you, you can't, you have no idea how to react. And that's what I was doing in that moment because I had just met a series of people who yeah, you're I was, floating. You're just floating. Yeah, it's I'm just, hard to mm. just trying to to not have anyone notice that I'm also in that area so that I can stay a little bit longer. No, um, <laughs> I was just I was soaking it all in. It was it was crazy. No yeah. one amazing. will ever have a better extra story like no. nobody. No. That's insane. That's amazing. It's amazing. And it really is. Um, all the things you hear about him, too, when you meet him are true. And it's there is something palpable about his energy. It is very focused. It is very calm. And it's all like when he's talking to you, when he addresses you, it's like you're the only one there. And so it's oh, it's almost arresting when it happens because we're so used to people like saying hi, you know, in passing or or like kind of not quite looking at you or thinking about what's in their head, but actually but talking to you. And he is all there. He's just all present and all there. And I bet you I bet you get that same feeling of undivided total go on attention from your husband. There it is. <laughs> it is not like that with Jeff. <laughs> um. <laughs> so uh, now that we have you here, Christy, we've kind of heard yeah. flashes of this. Yes. Let's hear the first date story because if there's any place that's the right place to tell it, it's this one. Please. This is it. Okay. Also, I, I enjoy that maybe we could hear different versions of it because I'm sure <laughs> Jeff has been making shit up this whole time. Um, okay, so first date. I sat down and a man came up to me and said, have you ever met Tom Cruise? And I said, yes. And he goes, continue. <laughs> Would you like to marry me? Basically, that's what happened. Um, so we uh, were living in New York at the time. This was... I guess a year later, after I after I uh, shot this, after I shot Vanilla Sky with Tom Cruise, um, <laughs> we met in late 2001 on the set of Guiding Light, and um, he was quite taken with me. Um, I <laughs> I put him off for as long as I could. Sure. Um, she did. No, she really did. She gave me. She was very professional. She she gave me her email, and she's like, "I have a friend who looks like you. So if there's any roles that I think are right for you that he gets, his auditions he gets, I'll send you those auditions." I was like, "Jeff cool, was cool, worried cool. he wasn't getting enough auditions," and I was like, "Don't worry, I can help you. We're actors I, here." Yeah. So I sent her an email one day without getting into details. Where I was like, "Let's get together," and she was like, "No, that's weird." And I was like, "All right, cool." And then we bumped into each other at an audition months later, like somewhere in 2002. I think. Yeah, right? like in the spring yeah. of 2002, we bumped into each other at an audition. Um, and I was like, oh no, when I saw him walking down the hall, this is that guy I blew off by email. Oh, oh. in the email, I had said to you, let's go get hot chocolate right. in one of the emails. Cause that was my go-to guys. Right. That was Jeff Meacham's go-to move with the ladies. Oh yeah. Cause I was like, Hey, you want to go get hot chocolate? You know why? Because this is this goes back to my food addiction. I had seen like in a Time Out magazine the top ten hot chocolate places in New York, and I was like, I want to go to all those. So I'll invite a girl. And so she I saw. I mean, what a fucking Casanova! <laughs> hey, I'm not getting enough auditions. How go did get I hot cocoa? How did I win the jackpot? If there's any way into a woman's head, and, and Chrissy okay. just and Chrissy just so you know, the I saw Jeff coming out and I thought, oh no. 
You're not the only one. That is. <laughs> and Christy, what did you say to me when you saw me? What was your memory? I said, uh, my memory is that I was like, oh my gosh, I've been meaning to call you. Do you want to, uh, you want to go get some, some hot chocolate? No, you said, that's right. You called me or you were like, oh, hot chocolate. Like that was your connection to me. That See was. guys, that was my hook. Also, you guys, Jeff was very popular. Like we're talking about him being silly, but all the <laughs> girls wanted Jeff. He had long, wavy hair. Really? Yes, it was like down to here, and it was wavy, and he was Hold all on, like, my, "My stomach just turned." But okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will. In, in fairness, in fairness, when Jeff and I met, we were not, we did not become instantly friends, but we we hung in the same circle, and Jeff Jeff was really. Uh, I'll admit he was very popular. Everybody knew Jeff. That's right. Joel, was Jeff like, hey, Joel, want to get some hot chocolate? (laughs) (laughs) No, but Joel did see me naked many times. uh... The first night I met Jeff, I saw him naked in a hallway, running down a hallway. And you went, oh, no. See, everyone does it. (laughs) I did a lot of streaking. And, And by the end of the month, he got half of the campus to streak across the field yeah, Balliol College in Oxford. <laughs> the stuff you learn on meeting Tom Cruise. Let's get to the date here. We got to wrap this up. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So we decide to go on this date that was supposed to be lunch, but then Jeff had a softball game, so he couldn't make lunch. <laughs> so we had to move it's it true. to dinner. Um, so we met in a story. We were, we were going to meet in Astoria for dinner, but Jeff's car got booted or towed. Toad, toad. I was going to go pick her up, but I parked in front of someone's driveway, so my car got towed. Yeah, so his car got towed. For the fifth time. It's a great way to start off a relationship. But (laughs) anyway, I met him, and we went to this little Greek restaurant in Astoria, and we sat down, and we talked for just for hours. We talked a lot. And he, I know he brought up Tom Cruise on that date about how much he liked Tom Cruise. And, and we talked about Top Gun because we both were big fans. And then I was like, oh, well, you know, I, I've worked with Tom Cruise. <laughs> and Jeff was like, uh, please tell me more. And so I told him the story and the rest is history. I think it was, you know, he was he was smitten like, after that. He was convinced. He, he went home and started ring shopping. <laughs> <laughs> this is dead serious, you guys. She said at one point in the conversation, you know, when you do the thing, you're like, what's your favorite? Like, what are your hobbies? You know, where like someone like me was like, oh, I like to windsurf and play tennis and like answer just like shallow, dumb questions. And yes, I do like to windsurf. I, I said, what are your, like some of your hobbies? And she just with those piercing blue eyes, the sweetest face just goes, you know, I really like to listen. And I was like, oh, I like to talk. Uh. <laughs> This is going to work. <laughs> I'm not that's kidding. Like, that's the last activity Jeff is capable of on the planet is listening. <laughs> How do you do that? I mean, I literally take medication because I struggle with it. And she was, and she was like, it's a hobby of mine. I will say, though, I was listening to one of your podcasts and you were talking about what is similar between... Uh, you were asking, like, what's similar between you and Tom Cruise? And there is something similar. Jeff and Tom Cruise have have something very similar. Ooh, go on. They both, when they're enthusiastic about something, they're very enthusiastic about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, Jeff is, you hear about Tom Cruise just, like, goes all in all the time. And at least when you meet him, too, my experience was is that he was just so present. And um, Jeff, when he gets excited about something, he's all in. 
You know, he's just, he's excited about it. He's all in and he keeps, it's, it's like an obsession. He just keeps going after it. Can't, <laughs> can't stop talking can't about stop it. Him. And then stops about 65% of the way through and moves <laughs> on to something else he's really excited about. Until Alex <laughs> says, wait, back up. We have something there. Let's go with that. Tell me more about your windsurfing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you man. see, to to tack on a windsurfer, you got to nope. turn. No, Jeff, that was an invitation. Nope. nope. <laughs> and so, let's just wrap this up with, in case people missed it the first time you said it, because now I could look into Christie's eyes and know whether or not it's true. Tell me about the wedding music. Oh yeah, honey, what song did we enter to at our uh, our wedding reception? Danger Zone. That's oh. right. Highway to the danger zone. 124 people. I'm just going to say it was not my idea. I did not come up with that. Get out of town. Walked into the tent. I looked at my friends, Chris and Keith, that were running the DJ booth, and I said, hit it. And they cranked up danger zone to an 11. I do believe he walked in dancing to that one as well. Like, I think there were arms up in the air. There was a lot of like, you take the hand up and you pull it down. Cause every, you know, there was a lot of, I mean, how can you not? How can you not? Which really fit in because we got married on a farm in Cape Cod. So (laughs) everyone was was really prepared for that. It was, it was romantic right up until that moment. (laughs) It was. Honey, I love you. This is the, this is going to be the best one. This is why I, this is honestly why we started this podcast when Joel and I were always telling stories and you and you have been with me for so long and we've been talking about cruise. And when you told me this story, it's always been a seed in the back of my mind. Like I can't wait to hear her talk about this. I remember I thought about putting it into a movie or all that, all these ideas and Alec and Joel honed it down and, and here we are. And I love that you're on our podcast telling the story. Thank you for having me guys. It was really fun. All right. And as we bring this episode to a close, I just want to read some of the nice reviews that we've gotten and just, uh, just give you guys a chance to thank these folks who've written these reviews to us. Um, Top Fun says, hey. oh no, I'm sorry. That's a fun <laughs> His name pun. Is top, no, Top Fun is actually the name of it. Uh, top uh, of the review. Top Podcast Reviewer. Oh, they are? It's it's right in his name. It's on his birth certificate. Searching for a podcast as deep as Tom Cruise's dimples? This ain't it. And that's exactly why it's so awesome. It's just two hilarious guys sitting around talking about how much Tom had them at hello and pining for the day when they'll actually get to meet him. This podcast completes me. Oh, top podcast on, reviewer. That makes me smile. I wish I had dimples. Joel, do you have dimples? You do, don't, don't you? No, 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 I don't. Are those dimples or are those just lines? I, I think they're just lines. <laughs> okay. I th- so we're, we're done thanking him. Uh, Penton25 says, these guys are great and have rekindled my love for Tom Cruise. The laughs never stop. Their producer, Alec Lev, is hilariously negative. So funny and perfect. Oh, thank you, Penton25. Very accurate, Penton twenty five. Hilariously is objective. You know what I mean? That's uh, <laughs> hold on. That, uh, is what subjective? Objective. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, meeting Tom Cruise is hosted by Jeff Meacham, Joel Johnstone, and me, Alec Lev. I don't. And again, another thing. Just full full disclosure. I have no clue what the difference between the two is. It's also produced by the same Alec Lev. Like then and Dan, no clue. Our executive producers are Doug Matica and Dan Patrick. Our engineer and mixer is Alex Reeves for Point of Blue Studios. Uh, you know, the theirs always throw me for a loop. Editing by Alec Lev. 
with additional editing by Alex Reeves. Our music is by H. Scott Salinas and Matthew Atticus Berger. What's another one that I don't have a clue about? Oh, I mean, we don't have time, Jeff. Artwork by Rebecca Montoya. Executive produced by Paul Anderson and Nick Pinella for Workhouse Media. We are a production of Meeting So-and-So in association with Workhouse Media. The twos, the twos throw me for a loop. When do I write T-O-O compared to T-O? Really? Really. Find us online at Meeting Cruise on Instagram and Twitter. Check out our website and show notes at meetingtomcruise.com. And you can email us at contact at meetingtomcruise.com. Do you know the, the it's difference? Well, I know this one. This one's easy. It is. It's it's whenever it's it is. Wow. Okay, there we go. But give me a sentence without it is, because I never know when that. When is that? Does that even exist? Does it exist in it's without the apostrophe? Yeah. Does an it's exist without it? I don't. Give me a sentence with it. I can't. Alec, do you have a sentence? Of course I do, but I'm busy reading the credits. <laughs> If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating. Five stars are much appreciated. And write a review. It really helps people to find the show, and we just might read it on the air. Meeting Tom Cruise was created by Jeff Meacham and Alec Lev. Anyway, thanks for the review. Meeting Tom Cruise is a production of the Dan Patrick Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast will self-destruct in five seconds. Bomb blowing up.